to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. Tabuli off the Caesar. Now he puts a kick out. Croak is there again. Oh, Jared Croaker! What a catch by the skipper! Come join us as we go Behind the Limelight. To behind the oh, light, chills. The last, I remember this song yes, from the old grand, grand final, final day. day. They used to play it all yes. the time. What's it called? It's actually uh, the 1988 Olympics. Oh, I used to play yeah. it on grand final day yes. as a kid. I yes. remember it. Yes. Wow, perfect song to play for the last podcast. Because look where we are, tense. Look where we are. Grand final day. Let's just make this a ball about the grand final. I just want to start by saying for you two, how does it feel for workers of this club? It's not just about the football team, it's about the behind the scenes, which you guys are heavily involved with. How is it where you are now, you know, week in, week out, is it the busiest, some of the busiest men in this part of the building? And that shirt that you're wearing, you're going to represent that on Sunday in the big dance. A bit emotional, actually, talk, talking about it. It's um, incredible that music doesn't help things. But, <laughs> um, yeah, for me personally, it's been 14 years since I started working here and um, we're in a grand final. It's something pretty special it's been one hell of a week to start things off there's um, been commitments media commitments fan days um, just chaos basically but it's been organized chaos Um, thankfully uh, the boys have been able to stay in a pretty relaxed mindset Mm. lots going on behind the scenes obviously with organization through the football department and also the the marketing commercial end of the building but um, you know the boys obviously um, nice and calm and relaxed and, and ready to go into the weekend Tommy how mate, you feeling, mate? Mate, I feel like I I honestly feel like I'm still to wake up from one of those really sort of good dreams that you have. Um, it's been it's like Ben said, it's been chaos over this past week, but organised chaos. And you know, I think uh, for me personally, I I really want to sort of take a step back and maybe sit in a corner somewhere, have a beer, and just reflect on the season that's been because there's, there's been so many great memories, you know, away with the team. Uh, just thinking about some of the flashbacks from early on in pre-season and some of the sort of, I guess, you know, expectations and and hopes that I had for this team, you know, and just looking at remembering from when this team reported first for the first day back of pre-season in November last year and to now here, it's just... Yeah. yeah. Well, I you did. go into every season optimistic. Yeah. You know, every team starts on zero competition points. Uh, and, and you're battling it out for a chance to, to firstly make the finals, uh, hopefully finish high up on the ladder to give yourself every opportunity. And then the big goal at the end of the season is to, to be in the grand final and then win a premiership. And to be so close um, now, it's um, it's quite exciting. And we've seen um, the support of the community, what it's been, mm. what it's meant to Canberra. The place is just going nuts. And mm. it's um, it's been 25 long years and it, it all comes down to Sunday night. Yeah, I think for me it's just been obviously the 25-year thing. Um, on Friday night, I was in the box calling for the radio and I shed a tear. Like I was, mm. the emotions of the man next to me was, was the great Phil Small and he, me, we just looked at each other and it was just, we teared up and we had to just stay composed because it just, it all comes out for grand final, for grand final day and just seeing the, the beautiful stuff around our, our town, you know, all the, the major parts like 
the Captain Cook Jet being green and, and Telstra Tower being green and the Carillion being green and all the sausages and how this beautiful fluffy tan just all comes together. It's just beautiful. And for the boys to make it through, it's just it's it's just amazing. Yeah, I mean we could go There's on no all, words we could go on all day about now what mm. the feelings are like and stuff, but you know, at the end of the day it comes down to the eighty minutes on the field on yeah. Sunday. Uh, and it looks like uh, one thing I noticed too walking in and noticing around this week the staff and the people around the team were more, more nervous than the team well the team that's exactly right and that, you think you've hit the nail on the head there and um, we're talking to Jared Croker a little bit later in the podcast and I might ask him about this but I just found that the the atmosphere in those change rooms pre-game uh, on Friday night was, was one of the most relaxed I've seen all season it was like they were fronting up um, for the first game of the season or the second game of the season or just a regular competition game. They were all so relaxed in there and they just got down, got their preparation sorted and when it came time to switch on, bang, on it went. Uh, and they put that jersey on and ran out and did the job and uh, and that's what I think that sets this team apart is the fact that they've got the ability to to flick the switch between mm. on and off and, and make sure that they're ready to go when they need to be. They always talk about the major prelims, a tough one. It's a tough cookie to They say to it's play. the hardest game yeah. to win. It's the toughest one. And I looked at that. Everyone knew that the Raiders were favourites, the big crowd. South Sydney weren't probably looked at with any great seriousness, probably in the you know, on the outside world to the point. So it was all up for us. It was up for us to stuff it, with that lack of a better phrase. And we thought, geez, if we can get through this mountain of the Souths at home, get through this and win, wow, we go to, we go to the, the, the GF, whether it's the Storm or the Roosters, and all the pressure's on them. I got to say, before the game, I didn't want to really jinx anything, but I was quite nervous about facing Souths because mm. there was a lot of talk in the media, and I know some of some of the media tried to sort of talk up the fact that you know we were the quite, I guess, heavy favourites heading into the Souths clash, and for me that just frightened me a little bit, and I think yeah. the team did really well to sort of handle that. I guess sort of out pressure from the outside noise. Well, the one thing that they've been all year is composed in in pressure situations, and mm. we saw that again uh, when Chance Nickel Clockstad went to the sin bin and Joey Lalua limped off the field. I I immediately had a a bad flashback to Amy Park in Melbourne mm. um, in 2016 because similar situation. Jack yeah, White went to the sin bin from fullback, and Joey yeah. Lalua limped off the field with injury right near yeah. the back of the game. It was two exactly wow. the, pretty much exactly the same things, and I thought. Surely not. This is not going to happen again. But the, this team is so resilient. And what they were able to do to, in that 10-minute period when Chance went off, not only did they keep the Rabbitohs out for that, or for most of it, they also scored a try to pretty much seal the game. Yeah, It's a year of breaking hoodoos and, you know, that's just another one that's just been broken. Well, you spoke about glimpses of 2016 there, Ben, and what I've been told by some of the coaches. You know, we've all spoken about this. And, you know, 2016 was a year we overachieved, but there was still some issues there. There's still some the, – the success of the year kind of camouflaged some of the other stuff, whereas this year, no, defensively, they backed themselves. And those little times where we get those waves of anxiety thinking, oh, no, here they come. No, the boys just really muscle up, step up. Burgess, uh, Gagai, they're all throwing everything at – these big game players were throwing everything at us. It wasn't a pretty win. We got the job done and look where we are. Yeah, that's right. It's, it, it's like I said, it's hard to believe – um, for for a lot of great Raiders scenes. fans at the start great of the scenes. season, they, the great the start of the season, most people would have been happy with a top eight finish. Um, mm. You know, this group was never going to be satisfied with that. Uh, the way that they prepared during the preseason, the way that they started the season, they only ever had top four in focus, um, and then, as we all know, it becomes a new competition after that. So to fight their way through, to get that win in Melbourne, to get that win against Souths, 
they've shown that they can step up in the big games. And and as you mentioned before, Nick, the, the pressure's all on the Roosters. Yeah. Everyone's expecting them mm. to come out, blitz us, go back-to-back premiers. But um, we've got the team that can combat that. Yeah, so let's talk about that quickly. Let's talk about the Roosters, obviously, star-started lineup. We talk about Tedesco. We talk about Latrell Mitchell. We talk about Hargraves through the middle. We talk about Cooper Cronk. We can talk mm. about the whole from 1 to 17. Even their 18th man's a strong player. Obviously... Winning it in the forwards will have no problem, but they can score some points and they can score some quick points early. Yeah, obviously, back to the the game in Magic Round, I think they they came out and got us really early. Um, but you know, they obviously had a couple of injuries during that game and they got unsettled and we sort of allowed they they allowed us to come back into it. Um, for me, the Roosters are, are one of the teams they're they're, they're, ap- they're so they're so good and and so professional in their approach, but. For me, I've always felt like we haven't really sort of really hit our best against them. So I, they're the one team that I just would absolutely love to have another crack at. And I'm glad it's going to be in the big they game. They got us down here before. They did. A close game. Well, they we've us, grown. They've we've grown since the storm. Exactly the two right. storm well, they, they blew us away in that first half at Magic Round mm. and we almost mm. pulled off a, a miraculous comeback. That that game here at GIO Stadium, that, that was more of a reflection of these two teams going against each other. Yeah. Um, and you know we were Close. we were uh, almost a, you know we, we almost scored right at the death to snatch victory. So mm. um, we've shown that we can match it with them. Obviously, they've got strike right across the park, down the middle, every position's um, you know a wonderful player. There's there's no weaknesses in their team. Um, so it, we're going to have to be at our best. There's no doubt about that. I look at the occasion too, but I look at they're in great hands with their coach. He's been there as a player, as a coach on a few occasions. Looks like Nick Ennis just talking to him outside before how he's he just knows when to chime around and, and just to have that, that right chat with that right player at that right time to talk about how to handle the week and when it kind of starts to really flecked in. And obviously Whitey's played in a big game, Brett White, but you know, played mm. in those big games as well. So the boys. Don't forget Joey Lailua. He's Joey's he played, played in the, a grand the final when he, yeah. when he was uh, when he was a young kid. He, his first ever I think it might have been his it was his debut season. It was one of his first twenty ten. Twenty ten. Ben, I tell yeah. you this we grew up in an era where they spoke about in the league, you have to lose one to win one in the grand final. We did that in 87, one in 89. But I think the modern age, it doesn't really... I think it's different. It, it doesn't happen You've got to look it back at the... Need the, to, the Sharks of 16, the, the Roosters the, last the year. The Cowboys. The Cowboys. You know, those teams Those teams came from nowhere and, and won a competition. And I look at the, the run-in that we've had so far and we had that really tough first-up game against the Storm and I look at that Sharks in 2016 when they, they beat us in that close game here at GIO... Then they had a win the second week and were able to go through and, and knock off the storm who everyone back for the win. So it, it's not impossible. Um, and as Jared Croker said, uh, dreams are free. Why not us? Absolutely. And another good quote too. When they spoke to Ricky, someone spoke to Ricky, I think it was Blocker on Fox Sports in the change rooms after Storm game and said, do you dare to dream? He goes, well, that ain't come true if you don't. So we've dreamt. Mm. We've all dreamt in our different parts. You boys being full-time employers, the fans... People that have been around the club and have been investing emotionally in this club. And what a week it's been. We're nearly halfway through it. And what a day it's going to be. Excitement. It's like it's like a wedding day. <laughs> it's like a wedding day and New Year's Eve and your birthday on the one week. <laughs> <laughs> Grand final day, 2019. ANZ Stadium, 7.50 kickoff? 7.30 kickoff. 7.30 kickoff. 7.30 kickoff. Yep, Who's the entertainment that day? We've got. Uh, I know we've got one Republic pre-game, and I heard that wow. Daryl Braithwaite's doing yep. horses at halftime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> wow. Righto. What are we doing? 
our predictions for the grand final, the last one for the year for the last episode. Alrighty, I've, I've got John Croyder's prediction with me as well, so I'll start off with he, his. He was close again. He's though. He had, had 18-10 last week and he had 16-10. So he's, he's on close. fire, that kid. Close. So John's gone for six all score at halftime and then for Bateman to score the winner in the second half. Oh, wow, that's that's pretty wow. pretty specific. But he's been on the money. <laughs> Mate, Nostradamus Croyder. Yep. As for my own, I think there's going to be about two points in it with the Raiders coming out on top and Josh Papali for Clive Churchill. He just stole my ben? Clive Churchill medalist. Yeah, I think uh, we've all got that one. But I'm going to go a tight one as well. I think um, I think 16-14 to the Raiders, uh, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Tommy and say Josh Papali, Clive Churchill medal. I'm going to go. There's going to be a situation where it's close and we kick a penalty goal, and then we score on the back of that, and we win 20 to 12. And Josh Papali, Clive Churchill medalist. <laughs> the guy we had on the first show, and the guy we have. On the last show, our courageous captain, Jared Croker. Tilts, how are you? Going good, mate. Going good. How are you? Have you got a voice left after all those (laughs) interviews out there? We just had our open media day and I think it's gone for about an hour and a half. Very popular boy he was. Yeah, no, not too bad. I'll probably be a bit sunburnt, a bit hot out there, but nah. Nice and tanned up. Look, we won't keep you for too long. You want to go home and relax. How's the week been? I've noticed everyone's chilled out. Everyone's relaxed. Your your coach, yourself, this beautiful energy of just calm. Yeah, the storm. boys are good, mate. Um, now I had a, actually had a comment last week about um, through one of the media's that um, that we were, he felt like we were all relaxed, and, and I thought we were. So um, it's good to have the same feeling this week. It's obviously it's been a pretty cruisy couple of days until uh, obviously today we had a little bit to do. We trained well this morning in, in front of our members, and um, what was that like? Uh, yeah, it was awesome. I didn't expect that too too much to be honest. Like I remember walking out this morning, and Brittany said, "Oh, make sure you enjoy it and soak it all up." And I went, "Oh." There won't be that many people there were there, and I got there and it was massive. So. It was like two, clap. Over 2,000 people 2, there through the gate. Yeah. It sounded like a game Viking clap. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. You awesome. Know, Simon had it going just outside. Mm. It was Great. awesome. So, yeah, it got through that. Uh, trained really well and uh, a few media commitments today, but I'm sure um, once we get to Sydney, um, you know, down there tomorrow, it'll really start to build we'll up. switch? Yeah, we'll switch switch on and switch off, mate, and um, nice and relaxed, but it'll be... Yeah. Um, be busy down there when we get there. It's a different week. You got to you, people. You got to accept that. I suppose yeah. it's not going to be your general average run of the mill week, uh, where you, you just turn up to training, get your job done, and then play on the weekend. I mean, there's so much going on around a grand final. And to be honest, we're all experiencing it as, as a club because yeah. none of us have really been involved in one before. It's new so territory. It's um it's exciting, and I, I think the from what I get the feeling, the boys so far have embraced it. Yeah, and then we spoke about it straight away and um, you know, it probably makes your job easier that we are embracing it and, and enjoying it. Um, you know, there's no bands, there's no not talking to media, there's no none of that sort of stuff. We, you know, we work all year and, and you guys are the same. You work work all year for this week, so um, you've got to be on, want to be able to enjoy it and um, not take it for granted, not not blinking it'll be over. So, yeah, we're, we're enjoying it all. We've got to take our moments to, to relax and switch off and, and obviously our moments to switch on and, and prepare and um, train really well. And we done that this morning. We switched on, we focused, we trained really well. Um, we're relaxed now and, and um, enjoy it and enjoy the night tomorrow night at the Dally M's and train well again on Such Thursday. an em- emotional night at, at full-time the other night. And, you know, obviously with that crowd, I think it was 26,500. It was just – I've never heard it so loud as when Josh Papali scored that try. And then after the game, there's that lovely photo of uh, you and your former captain, uh, mm. Terry Campisi, yeah, together on the yeah. sideline. That What was all of – that like that um, is it was a bit of a blur that full time siren going and, yeah, and what happened bit. in a little bit after that yeah a little bit of a blur mate it was it was so special I'd when it got down to that last little bit and probably a few times through the week but that last little bit where we I mean we could have lost but we we thought we were pretty safe um, 
And when they, oh, I was thinking, what am I going to do when the siren goes <laughs> here? And then it just worked out that I was running to stop that ball, and it went like towards all my family and friends who had the white headgears and that on. And um, I thought, oh, I'm on my way here. I might as well keep going. I got up and charged towards them, and then mm. um, was pretty excited. And then actually, I was gassed. It took it out of me. I was carrying Nick Cotrick there for a bit. Took it out of me, and then uh, <laughs> I just went to a knee, and then. Someone come over and hugged me, and I looked up, and it was Campo. I was just like, <laughs> I nearly broke, nearly, nearly got me. So, yeah, quite special. Campo is a really good mate of mine, and yep. um, has been for a long, long time. And he, he played such an important role in, in my career as a young fella. So, um, I'm just, it was, it was great to be able to share that moment with him. You guys enjoyed that um, there in the sheds afterwards with your family and friends, and, and then had the day off afterwards to do that. But now the attention shifts to the Roosters. Uh, we saw what they're capable of on Saturday night against the Melbourne Storm defensively. They were outstanding, um, really hard to crack, and you guys are going to have to be at your absolute best if you're going to beat them on Sunday. Yeah, look, you you know both sides have to be at their best to win. There's no doubt about that. But um, yeah, they were they were outstanding defensively on the weekend. Um, the, the way they scrambled, there's a few times there where you thought Melbourne had them or had them on the ropes, and um, they just scramble and um, you know come up with a big play to to save the save a try and essentially probably save the game. So, um, yeah, look, we're going to have to be at our very, very best to beat them. So uh, that's what we're preparing for. Toots, uh, and how much as your coach who's been here before as a player and coach, blokes like Mikendis, grand finalist, Brett White's got a ring. How much have they come in and really kind of lent their support to just <laughs> calm everyone down and know that's okay, we've got to cheer um, At the moment, they haven't done a lot to me. I had a bit of a chat with Mikendis about this morning and, I said to him, so mate, it sort of doesn't really feel a lot like it yet. Like it hasn't sunk in. Um, it obviously has. And once you see stuff on TV or social media, it sinks in a bit, but then it goes away again. Um, so that's probably I, a good thing. Yeah, it is. And we, we're pretty, like we mentioned before, we're pretty calm. The boys, they haven't had to calm us or cool us down. I think we've, we've been pretty relaxed. But I, I spoke to Mickey Ennis. Uh, so when does it actually sink in? And he sort of said after that, uh, that probably sort of be our Thursday run, and then um, you know you do the fan stuff and the media and the breakfast lunch it is now and that sort of thing is sort of it really hits home. I was talking so. to some of your boys straight after the game, and then like later on when you were all packed up, like leaving in the car park, it was so surreal. Like talking to some of the boys, like, I can't believe it's so surreal. We got a grand final. Yeah. Can that ignorance maybe be a bliss for the weekend? Well, it, you know, it's um, like I said, we were quite calm last week. Um, you don't want to play the game too early in your head, so I don't think we've got any dramas doing that. And um, we've only got the yeah the two training sessions left now, so um, we focused really much, really yeah, really well and really hard the last couple of probably six to eight weeks on switching on and switching off. And um, like I said, the boys switch off really well. They're they're really calm. They're really really composed and got that little bit of confidence about them. So mm. um, yeah, it looks you good. Could, you could feel that in the change room before <laughs> the game last weekend that the. The, the boys were, you know, they knew there was a job ahead, but it wasn't guys sitting quietly in the locker with the headphones on, listening, you know, intently staring at the, at the floor or the ceiling. Everyone was walking around, interacting. Yeah. It just seemed like another game. Yeah, and to an extent, you've got to do that. You've got to, you know, that's what's got us here. How um, do you do that? How have you done that? I, I guess it's it's the same with, um, someone asked me how, you know, Sticky's been all year, and I said, he's been really calm. Um, and I think that comes back to your preparation. And if you prepare well, you train well, you go out and play well, then mm. you know we've we've won a lot of games this year just preparing well and, and playing well, and it gives you that confidence of being, you know, you're nice and calm because so of the confidence. So sticks being like that, and I think the boys just we were prepared well. We we knew what we had to do, and we were nice and calm and collected about it. Does he dictate the mood? Um, he's, he's, he's off the coffee now, so he's probably calmed <laughs> down. <a bit laughs> probably not. No, yeah, look. Um, I think he gets the mood off us, to be honest. Okay. Um, he gets a, he gets. So he's influenced the mood. I think he gets an air of confidence off us, the way mm. we train and prepare every every week. So, um, like I said, we switch on and off. We prepare well. He gets that air of confidence, and um, 
he gets a feeling from us. We get feelings from him too if we feel like he's nervous or something like that. Mm. But um, yeah, we've we've been quite like I said that preparation every week. Uh, when you prepare well, you feel like you can play well, and um, we'll be doing the same this week. Mate, we're going to let you get off, uh, pack your bags, get your suit on for the Dally M's and get yourself up there and, and get prepared for these Beautiful. last few days. I want you to really enjoy it. Uh, you've done the club proud and we can't wait to see you run out on Sunday night. Beautiful. Thanks, Benny. Thank can't you. Can't wait Celebrating the 30th anniversary of the Green Machine's epic 1989 grand final victory. G'day, it's Raiden Nick, and I'm bringing you the last back in time to 89 for season 2019, but also the last podcast in general. 51 podcasts for the year. How good has it been? But the year has been even better. And it's quite fitting we talk to this gentleman. We save the best till last. The man who'll be the father leading down the bride of the aisle. The man blowing the horn during the Vikings clap when the boys run out to ANZ Stadium on grand final day this year. The man who captained the Raiders in all three premierships, including the first one of 1989, identified as a 13th immortal in rugby league. It's fitting to speak to number Raider 76, Mal Meninga. G'day, Mal. Hey, Nick. How you going, mate? Mate, we're going well. We just sent off the boys. They've just jumped the bus and they're headed to Sydney for the big one. Look, man, I was just thinking this morning, we spoke a couple of years back and I interviewed you on the radio previewing the 2017 Grand Final. And we, we yep. both touched on how good would it be to see the Green Machine again one day. We fast forward a couple of years and look where we are. Yeah, no, it's fantastic, fantastic, you know, for the club and the players and, uh, you know, sticking his team and uh, great for the area and all us, all us Raider supporters, you know, it's, um, it's fantastic to be able to go to Grand Final Day and support your own team. Of course, Mal, no secret there, you were involved in the team 30 years ago and we celebrated the 89 dynasty this year. How was it, can you remember back back in the day when you, obviously you got there in 87, but uh, all the fanfare and all that stuff that happened around town, how did you handle it and what did you do for the boys to kind of handle it, not to get too drunk on it all, but to still remain focused? Oh, it's important that you, you acknowledge it and celebrate it, um, enjoy the experience, it's fantastic. Um you know, it's not often you, you make the grand final, so you've got to cherish it. Um, however, it does come down to your, your preparation again, you know, through, through the week, what you do as far as, your, you know, your training is concerned, you know, how you treat the week, you know, physically and mentally, you know. So, I mean, you don't try to change things. I know it's difficult not to, but you just try to, you know, just dull things down as much as you can and then obviously, you know, Keep it all, keep it all together until game day. When you run across that white line, um, that's when you let all your emotions out and, and just get into play what you normally do. Really, footy. How much did the town galvanise your preparation? Did you take much of that energy and the emotion from Canberra out on the field as well? Oh, obviously, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's it is the weight of expectation, you know, from your community. Um, but you know, you you embrace that, of course, and um, you know that certainly helps you at times. I know in the, in the game itself, you know, if you're playing really well and that's what the Raiders have got to do this weekend, play well, start well, you know, bring the crowd into into the game and it does lift you. It does give you that extra spirit, you know, that you need at times because it's it's never easy winning, you know, mm. winning a game of footy, let alone grand finals. So, I mean, yeah, you, you, you sort of try and take that with you, but you've got to engage the crowd. you actually got to get them involved as well. So that's yeah. the only way you do that is by playing well. 
Mel, in your time, they used to have that old saying, you have to lose one to win one. And it was quite common trend back in the 80s and 90s. But it seems to have dissipated now. We saw the Sharks for 2016. We, we The Roosters last year. The Cowboys won one as well. Do you think, talking to the captain yesterday and Jared, he mentioned, I asked him, what's it like when you've got a big game during the week, knowing you have the Roosters or the Storm, but now what's it like having the extra layer of a grand final? And he mentioned it's just the same as a big game. Was it like for you back then as well, or could you feel there's extra layers there because of the big GF? Um, no, you don't, you don't try to treat it as, as if it's a bigger experience than what you, there's what you got you there with, you know, and they've, they've played you know, 28, 28 odd rounds of really good footy, you know, um, and, you know, one of the, the things that they've, I think it's engendered the whole supporter base and what the, and the team together is around their resilience and how they stick in there for each other, how they tough out games and how they can win the tight ones. And that's what, that's what they need to do on grand final day. So there's no, there's nothing different. I mean, probably the only thing that's different would be that you need 17 players, you know, so maybe through the year you get away with, you know, 14 or 15 or 16 players, you know, 12 sometimes uh, to get you through a game and win. But uh, origin, uh, you know, origin and all that experience holds you in good stead for, you know, winning, you know, winning with 17 players. Actually, actually got everyone's got to prepare well, everyone's got to perform and play their role. Yeah, there was an infamous part uh, post-game in 89, and you mentioned, obviously, passionate Queenslander, and you really loved being involved in the representative program of Australia and captaining your country. But full-time in 89, that infamous part where you said it was best playing for Queensland, best playing for Australia, but this is what it's like, winning a grand final. Yeah. What, what were the feelings for you there? What were the feelings immense, for you there? You know, from a, yeah, well, for a Queenslander coming down, um, never quite recognised as a player until you actually make it in the big smoke, and that's the Sydney competition. Back then it was the New South Wales rugby league, you know. Um, so for me, um, yeah, it brought back that sort of emotion, but also in the back of, I think I had four, well, I did, I had four broken arms leading up mm. to that year. Um, I took over the captaincy from, you know, uh, from Dean Lancer, you know, halfway through the years, year, and which was a big thing for the club, I guess. And um, and that, you know, I, I was a leader of the team, you know, so I was really, uh, really emotional. I really wanted to do well, you know. So I mean, that sort of, that sort of, you know, motivated me a fair bit. But you know, just the game itself, you know, yeah. how great it was just to be involved. I just watched it just recently. I didn't realise how good a game it was, to be honest yeah. with you. And I'm, we're talking uh, thirty years on, you know, um, the quality of the game was was um, you know, fantastic and for us to do what we did that day what I thought was amazing you know so I mean just the emotions tied up in what we had to do on the day you know play out 100 minutes of footy just to win just to win it the first team you know outside of Sydney to win it the first team to, to win it outside the top three at the time you know so it was top five in those days so yeah it was um, there's a whole heap of things that sort of strung together and and um, because you know when that final siren goes it just a whole heap of emotion just comes out of you yeah. Also, too, you guys won nine wins on the trot. You know, you yeah. went for that obstacle course. And I said this to a lot of the, the players on this show, including your coaching staff in Bomber McRae and Tim Sheens. And by the time he's got to the big stage of Sydney in that semi final, semi finals, you just look, guys look so at home on that big stage. Yeah. And it's no, almost well, like hard. the Tigers are more nervous than you guys on grand final. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think so, too. I mean, I think that's reflected. I mean, I think I'm, I tell, told the story, you know, when the coin, coin, Toss was there, and mm. um, you know Wayne Pierce came over. He's the captain, obviously, of the Tigers, and he looked nervous. He looked apprehensive, you know. So, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, we're pretty relaxed. Um, we are battle hard, and we had to win like eight games straight just to get there. And you know, and you know, we had to fight for every 
every win we we had. So you know we we're we we're ready to go. Um, so we're quite relaxed. But and you know I think the team's a reflection of the leadership. And I thought Junior was you know pretty was you know looked a bit frazzled mm. a, little, a little bit. And I'm thinking to myself, gee, we got these fellas. Yeah, half time mailing that game. You talk about conceding a try right on half time can really hurt, and I can't imagine what it'll be like to concede a try right on half time in a grand final. You guys, maybe the pendulum might maybe suggested you were a better team, or scoreboard didn't indicate that. Something quite significant was said at half time. Sheensy spoke about it on this show, but what was your mentality to keep the boys calm and and get to, yeah. uh, keep back on track to deliver in the second half? Oh, I think Sheensy would have said this. We're, we're pretty, we're very happy with where we were. I think we're playing really good footy. We're probably in front. I reckon from a momentum point of view, there's a few mm. things when it went against us, you know, the bounce of the ball, um, you know, intercept pry and then a kick, you know, that bounce, horrible bounce for Gary Belcher. I gave him the evil eye, Gary, you know, so he should have <laughs> caught the ball on the full, you know. However, it didn't, wasn't to be, but um, we were pretty relaxed. We, we were very confident. And that's what Sheensy was talking about, you know. I mean, you know, we've a lot of things that went going our way. We just got to keep on doing what we're doing. We're, we're, we're playing really well. Some similar behaviours have happened. You know, we at the start of the year, we... Congratulations! Obviously, you've been inducted in the, the inaugural Raiders Hall of Fame for your efforts at the club, but especially the '89 team at the start. And we've celebrated 30 years. And the boys have gone through a similar obstacle course in the last, say, two months of football. With playing everyone in that top eight, and week to week, it's been they've had to really bring their A game. And at the finals football, they've looked really at home again. And even some even funny yeah. things, you know, it was one versus four in the first week, and you beat South to get into the from the prelim to get into the big the big stage. Have you been there? Have you said to spoken to any of the boys or Ricky at all this week? Oh, yeah, I have. I, I talked to Rick obviously, and um, you know, he's really proud of the team and what they've achieved so far this year. You know, and you know, Rick's got plenty of experience. You know, he's been there, done that. Uh, not only as a player, but as a coach, and with the Roosters way back. And yeah. so he sort of understands what uh, you know the grand finals are all about. So, um, boys are in great and, hands. Boys are in great hands. They're in great hands, yeah, exactly right. So, I mean, I've, I've got no doubts that they'll be well prepared, you know, playing. And, um, you know, like I like I said the other day, you know, I just hope their their last game's their best game for the year. Yeah, and also with the likes of Brett White and Nick Ennis, who have all got a premiership ring, it's extra, extra bit of experience around the group. It's good. Oh, well, they're talking about experience, Nick. I'm thinking, I mean, you look at the Englishmen, you know, they've, they've played so many footy, so much games, you know. Certainly mm. um, they've played premierships over in the Super League and, you know, they don't get that, that due recognition for doing that, you know, playing for your countries. And that's hard. Every game's a hard game for your country. And um, and I look at Origin, you know, um, we've got Nick and Jack playing it this year, you know, Papa playing this year, you know, at Origin level. There's there's nothing bigger than Origin either, you know. So when, when you talk about experience, you go through, you know, the players and the team, uh, you know, Jay Lalu has already played and, you know, played in a grand final before, you know. So, I mean, there's so much experience in the team anyway, you know, regardless of what people think, you know. Uh, you make comparisons based on you know what they've done in finals and in grand finals, but all that other big game stuff holds you in good stead as well. It must have been a good call to blow the horn on the weekend for the boys to run out to. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, it was, um, it's funny because eh, um, I sit there, you know, go to the game or you know watch it on TV, and um, you know I think it's it's you know it's that's nice, it's great that that's that symbolism that the Raiders have got now. But I'm jealous now, eh? I'm jealous of the fact that we didn't have that. <laughs> 30 years ago, um, you know, and uh, and I sit back and I'm thinking, geez, it would have been great if, you know, if there's the Viking, Viking clap and the horn was back in our day. And then when, you know, Jason Mather rang me here on behalf of Ricky and, and Donnie, you know, um, 
would I, would I be interested in doing that? It was, it was like, um, God, I, nearly, I got a really emotional neck. I said, how good's that? You know, I mean, I'd love to, you know, I, was, I didn't have to think about it. Um, you know, I just, it's, um, it's special for me and to be part of the day, I think, um, I thank the club for. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm really chuffed that I can do it. Well, like I said, without embarrassing your mouth, it's almost like the daughter getting married and the father yeah. walking the daughter down the aisle. Yeah, well, that's a good point. I, I like that. Eh? I, I like and you're that the analogy. father. That's, that's excellent. I, I know. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I get the analogy. And I like it. You know, and um, yeah, it's oh, I'm the proudest punch. You know, I walk out on the stadium with chest, you know, out. You know, probably wearing lime green somewhere. You know, um, supporting obviously supporting the team. That's what I am these days. You know, I'm an ex-Raider, but I'm a great supporter of the, of the club and and the team. And um, nothing give me much great much pleasure than actually you know doing the the symbolism of, of allowing them to run out in the field and hopefully doing well. Well, Mal, we grew up uh, watching you on the TV and it, without again embarrassing you, uh, there's something about you, Mal, that you just, you you reek optimism. You reek yeah. optimism when you let the boys out, whether it was your country, your state or your club, especially the Lime Green. And well, I, I know just... Losing, just, just with, losing. That's where Ricky, that's where Ricky, that's, that's the reason we, you know, we were successful in those years because we hate losing. Yeah. Regardless of, you know, um, we were so competitive. Uh, everything we do, a training, you know, through the week, you know, game day, you know, we just hated losing. And I think that's what this current team has got, you know, the resilient mob, like I said, but they just hate losing. And that's that's what you want in the footy. That's the mindset you want. And that's all positive. That's not a negative thing. It's Absolutely. it's a positive thing. So, you know, so if you have that mindset on, on Sunday, it'd be very hard to beat. Well, like I was saying, oozing that optimism, I think you're going to really give that good warm taste in people's mouths, <laughs> fans and support, and I think even the players too, when they see you out there, they're going to feel that one-step confidence, just like you did in the change rooms, giving your whole team confidence. You know, A lot of them said, when we saw Mal lacing on a boot, we're going to be okay today. And I think that's, yeah, it's, going to, it's going to run across the line this Sunday. Yeah, no, um, I look forward to it. Eh? I look forward to the, the, their battle. And um, yeah, like I said before, I'm glad I'm there to watch it. Blood at home with pride, Mal. Great to talk to you. Always great to talk to you. As uh, the last podcast for 2019, go the Raiders. Go the Raiders, mate.